0: Like, I feel like there's people who want to knock you down and take away your happiness. And then I feel like there's people who want to lift you up and let you, like, be your full potential.
1: Hi, I'm Bonnie Rich, and welcome to Life is Rich, the podcast. In season one that we're calling... God, God, Mom, Really? Really? I take my daughters Leah and Rebecca on a 40-day Jewish journey. Check out episodes 1 through 4 to see what I've put the girls through so far. And to get to know our film Life is Rich, go to our website at lifeisrichfilm.com. We're at day 30-ish, and in this episode Leah takes a road trip to Malibu, and we both have an unsettling side trip. And if you're a Rebecca fan, she'll be back in the next episode. I'm in Maryland and Leah's in San Diego. And through the magic of video chat, we get to talking. Let's first talk about Malibu. So you went on your very first Life is Rich screening all alone without your mommy up to Malibu.
0: How did that go? It was amazing. Um, I felt so comfortable. Um, even though you weren't there, I still felt super comfortable just talking and and being honest. So I told them at the beginning, bring the hard questions. You don't have to hold back. And they really didn't hold back. Because um, I, I think the whole thing is that there are all these millennials who consider themselves spiritual, but won't tie it into a religion. So I think a whole bunch of these communities are like, well, how do we make these millennials understand that like this can be Jewish spirituality. So I just kept saying like, um, you know, I've been going down this spiritual journey that you've been leading me through through this podcast and it's all tied into Judaism because I love my family and I want to carry on their traditions. Um, and I want to carry on their values to my children, and to the future. And they were like, that's Judaism. (laughs) It was so much fun. I felt super comfortable just talking. (laughs) Well, good. And I think
1: David Paskin talks about it in the film on sort of this Hebrew school education that's not working and that there's some beautiful things in Judaism that you can unearth as an adult,
0: that it's there. Totally. And there's absolutely been things that have deterred me from Judaism. Um, But going back to the interview I had with Rabbi Shira, I know what I don't connect with, but I didn't know what I did connect with. So something that's been super meaningful for me is going to all these different Jewish communities and seeing that there are so many different ways to practice, and it's still all Judaism. In Malibu, everyone was really close. And um, the Shabbat service was really fun. There was like loud singing and the rabbi and the cantor got everyone involved. Um, So it's just been really eye opening for me to travel around the country and see how Jewish communities work all over the place.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I think obviously i've had the same experience and how much fun it is to be able to have this reason to go visit all these different synagogues and connect with people all around even people um who interact with judaism in a completely different way that i don't know that i would follow but there's so many good things to learn that's the whole point of this is to sort of find the joy in it. And it's like, I mean, I don't wanna keep saying through this whole interview, like every episode, how grateful I am that this is happening, but this is just like, it's so incredibly fun and meaningful that we could go do this creative project
0: and then just, this is just icing on the cake. If we were to have a discussion five years ago uh if we were like I wonder where we're going to be in 5 years. I would never have said that I would have I would be enjoying traveling around the country going to different synagogues. When you were starting this documentary, did you expect a turn like like this?
1: I didn't and I was just having a conversation with someone today about something business-wise. And she she was talking about, I I wish I had recorded it, but it has to do with when you move toward joy and you're just passionate and that you will attract other people that are passionate and your life will change in ways that you didn't anticipate. I wanna take a pause to thank everyone who has supported me and my crazy projects. Thank you to old friends and new friends and family. And I love you, Alan Rich. That's my husband and super mensch. And if you don't know Alan, you'll meet him in a future episode where we talk about our experience at a silent Jewish mindfulness retreat. Yes, I will answer the question. How did you get Alan to go to a silent Jewish mindfulness retreat? Back to my talk with Leah, warning, there's a change of mood. Let's talk about something else that you had, which was your question was if it had to do about kindness. Leah's question was this. If I want to spread kindness, do I surround myself with kind people or help unkind people be kind? Or do we kill the unkind people's babies? As in The Tenth Plague, as Leah mentioned in an earlier episode, the movie Prince of Egypt is a great go-to for the Passover story.
0: I'm still so torn. (laughs) You're still what? I'm still so torn. Like, I feel like there's people who want to knock you down and take away your happiness. And then I feel like there's people who want to lift you up and let you, like, be your full potential. So, like, how am I supposed to react to the people who want to knock me down? Well, so,
1: and that's why you wanted to sort of enter this spiritual practice. That's why I did. And, you know, not all of it has been Jewish. I am Jewish. So some of it's Jewish and some of it's just the idea of not taking things personally and and trying to be kind and being detached, which probably sounds more buddhist
0: but i find it helpful I, I think i wanted to start this practice because i was being mean to myself no one was being mean to be me. i was being really mean to me and so i needed to kind of like rediscover my like like i need to lift myself up before anyone else can lift me up right like i have to be there for myself i can't hold myself back Um, so through these past few weeks, I've kind of learned how to lift myself up and then I get confused again where it's like, wow, now what do I do with the people, with the people who don't want to lift me up or who like actively bring me down? So then I, I kind of will come back to this middle area of back to where I was like confused about my identity and what drives me and all that if you get what I'm saying so we we do this 40-day practice
1: and then we have someone in the middle of this 40-day practice who tells us we suck and like what do you think we're being told I mean what like what do you think from a higher
0: power this lesson is what I, th- I think the higher power is telling us is like life doesn't stop just because you're in a really great place. Life, I mean, still is going to, like, explode in your face. (laughs) How many times have I cussed in this? I'm trying to be less woo-woo, so I'm throwing cuss words in. Yeah, and I kind of asked
1: the rabbi for, like, advice on that, and... I mean, she gave me advice as a person, you know, not from text, which is probably the best thing. But let me just say what she sent me. And it says, every act of kindness gets the nod, opens the heart, dampens the fear, turns the page, ups the ante, tips the point, heightens the joy, changes the world, rows the boat, adds to the love. And if you've been rather extraordinary lately, turns Thursdays into Fridays. See? Signed, the universe. I think some days you just got to get up and get out of bed and do stuff because I feel like there's people that aren't on my side and it has really kind of crushed me this week and I know by not going out in the world, it allows them to win, which if you think about that, then does not allow me to exude any kindness.
0: I will say, I think that that, that I had a whole day of kind of like, I really, I do enjoy being a kind person. I like being kind to strangers and to people who come into the studio and to my family. And, um, I think I had a whole day of questioning whether I was actually a kind person or not. And like, I don't know, it just kind of Uh. goes with your identity when someone who you should trust comes in and knocks you down. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think that's a good way of putting it. It's someone who you think you can trust because if, if it's someone you don't think you can trust and you're like, what? That's stupid. Who cares? Although, you know, getting people who say terrible things on social media is still awful. It still hurts, even if it's people you don't know. So Katie Goodman said something. Uh, Shout out to Katie Goodman and her podcast. Uh, I'd have to go look and see which episode it is. But she has a whole episode where she talks about haters. Um, And, you know, what you do when people, she's a very public personality. And, you know, she has trolls. Is that what they're called? Trolls. So what do you do about trolls or c- critics, like somebody who's actually just reviewing your work? And she said, you make it clear, you either agree or disagree. You know, clarity is a, a really big thing. It's the gray area that you get caught. Like I had people look at my movie all the time and that was hard to take, but then like, do I agree with the feedback they're giving me or do I disagree and who's giving me the feedback? Like, is it a reliable source? Or is it a source I know to be less reliable? You know, where are they coming from?
0: This is exactly, I mean, coming into my fitness career, this is what I always tell myself. Is the feedback something that I can use and grow from? Or is it something that's just honestly trash? And you kind of just have to figure out, it's really hard to figure out which is just straight trash and which I can like grow from. I mean I think all feedback there's something in it to learn whether it's an actual value valuable like like something I can physically change but then there's also some self-awareness in every little bit of feedback.
1: I want to close this episode with two quotes One is from Hasidic Master Rabbi Nachman of Breslov, who said, Don't be frustrated by the obstacles you encounter. They are there by design to increase your desire for the goal you seek. Because the greater your goal, the greater the yearning you'll need to achieve it. And the second quote is from a kind man who works at Giant Food and was stocking the meat case and noticed the confused look on my face that's standard when I'm at any store. He asked if I needed help and I said, sure do. Where's the ground turkey? He said so very kindly right there. And I said, thank you. Um, I have another question. Where the heck are raisins? My husband usually does a grocery shopping. I'm clueless. And he said, I'll walk you over there. Don't call yourself clueless. And here's his quotable line. He said, words have power. Indeed, words have power. And so did kind gestures as I totally appreciated him walking me all the way from the meat department to the exact place in the produce aisle with raisins. That's our show. Thanks for listening. If you have kind thoughts to share, please do. Rate us on iTunes. Send us a message. If you want to learn about hosting a Life is Rich screening, check out our website at lifeisrichfilm.com. And we're on Instagram. I'm at lifeisrich.film. And Leah is at Leah on the mic. That's M-I-C. Join us next time when we venture out into nature. Katie Goodman's podcast is called The Improvised Life. I'll put a link in the show notes. And thank you to Rabbi Tamara Miller, who gave me moral support and the kindness quote that I read to Leah. Rabbi Tamara will be featured in a future episode of this podcast, and I'll link to her website in the show notes. And our theme music is by the Casco Bay Tumblr's. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.